0: You're listening to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast with Caroline Blair and Chris Patterson and today we're joined in the Scotland team camp with Luke Crosby, Edinburgh and Scotland flanker. Luke, (laughs) your tackle count at the weekend, I'm going to have to start off there, 20 tackles for you, I think it was 27 for Matt Fagerson, how how are you feeling, how how is everybody feeling (laughs) after such a busy game?
1: Yeah, I feel good now, after the game is a wee bit sore but... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it was good. Obviously, there's a lot of work. We we're defending for, like, high periods of the game, so that was all the work we had to do was tackling the bodies, which is what the back row does anyway, so it's not too bad. you used to it, eh? <laughs> I used to.
0: <laughs> I mean, heroic defence is uh. an understatement, isn't it? What was that game like to play in at the time? Were you aware of of the intensity of it? Or are you very much the type of player that just goes through the motions? I'm here to do a job. I go through the motions of doing it.
1: Yeah, so I was just trying to get myself and, like, a headspace like throughout the week that's just like any game kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like you're going in there, and I was just switching off to like anything like kind of external, like focusing like what's my role at like set piece, what what do I need to bring in this type of game like to help the team out. So that's that was the only kind of thinking I was engaged in. So by the time I got to that game, then obviously it's really noisy and loads of people. Like I wasn't engaging in it. I was just constantly aware of like what I needed to do to get the win. Uh, for was that team. was
0: that a team plan, or was that well, you know, was that from the top that that mindset came down? How did the week go in terms of the build-up to such a huge, huge occasion?
1: It was just the same. Like obviously, we're focusing on ourselves. Like in terms of their like coach and stuff, it's like changed, like new head coach. So there wasn't too much that we could actually preview going into that game. So as a team, it was just working on the aspects that we need. To like defeat England, which we worked through throughout the week, but then in terms of that, I just kind of took that. It's what I normally do anyway. Like leading into games, is just that's how I kind of work. It's just what do I need to do for the team? What what do they? What do the backs need from me? Like what does Gregor need from me? What does Mike need from me? Just like really narrow it down. What what they need, and then just work on that. So that's well, kind of where my basically works. You keep going. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. But it, it's great because you're
2: basically describing experience. Mm-hmm. That's experience mm-hmm. It's such a mature way of looking at it Because you know what you need to do to get right And the fact that it's Scotland-England's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A a Cup match There's 80,000 people That kind of takes care of itself Like, it, And I, I kind of think exactly the same lines As you look like You're not there as a fan You're there as a player And if you allow yourself to be a fan In the moment you'll take your eye off the ball yeah. You'll miss a tackle You'll get your role wrong at a line out And like, it's so far removed from what I'd imagine it is for you it was like me for watching a Calcutta game growing up because you were a fan and you were just it was all about emotion it was all but in the game in the moment you have to think clearly yeah and you have to prepare yourself as best as possible and if that means almost focusing on what you have to get right it's exactly that I mean talk us through some of your some of your memories growing up watching Calcutta games Did were you
1: aware would you watch did you have a favourite did you ever go to them I, I remember watching them in terms of like any time it was on like well I've, Obviously, my parents, like, mum and dad, would well, before I started playing rugby, they never knew much about rugby. Yeah. But Is was in Livingston? Yeah, so I grew London. up in, like, kind of mid-Calder, West and uh-huh. So rugby wasn't big there, but in terms of... If it was Scotland v England, I remember, like, my papa or would they would always be on, no matter... like They would <laughs> know any any other teams <laughs> apart for that, but if it was Scotland v England, then it would be on, so... They were up for it. <laughs> Aye, they were up for it. Uh, a couple of beers in hand watching that, <laughs> so... Yeah, so that's just my memories of it. It's like, uh-huh. oh... Scotland playing England today, yeah. like get everything set, like get organised, like before they kick off, watching all the build up, no. the warm up and all that kinda of stuff. So yeah, I always knew it was a big thing, but it was important for me just to kinda almost switch that off and just yeah. take it like kind of the business aspect of it, like I'm here to do a job, kinda like disassociate myself from that side. But then after the game obviously you can I can just switch yeah. it back and catch up with my mum it, and let her see the Calcutta Cup and that which is I class. Like
0: it. It's a really l- you've tapped into it there as well Mossy. it's a really level headed ex- mm-hmm. you know mindset that you've got there yes you've got eight to two caps roughly about eight to for edinburgh mm-hmm. uh, but for scotland you've you've played tonga you've played argentina and you've played england mm-hmm. so you've had you've got three caps under your belt and you've got that sort of mindset too how are you enjoying your experience in the scotland setup and how do you feel it's growing your own game
1: yeah, it's amazing obviously I've been in the squads for like a while yeah. like coming in mm-hmm like coming in and then not playing kind of like the autumn recently and then other stuff like even before that like i think like the last five four or five years or whatever i've been in like kind of squads mm. and then not playing kind of stuff so i've kind of just been building that like throughout even though i've not had the experience on the field like i've still had the experience of like training the full mm-hmm. week and then the 24th man so even though i'm not physically on the field i would always try and be like what can i get out of this where it's like mentally envisioning like myself kinda and that if that was me, how would I like prepare? So by the time my I- time came to play like Argentina and then the like the Chile game the Chile mm-hmm. last yeah. oh, I
2: Chile, yeah. so mm-hmm. stuff
1: like that by the time that came I was already like mm-hmm. envisioning myself in that position before I actually was kind of thing so I was able to kind of just go out there and enjoy it a lot more if that makes sense i
2: so experienced like for a young guy who a young guy everybody's still everybody's a young guy young what's a cut all quite often what's a cut for youngies and oldies in the squad I I don't don't know. Know. You're nearly you're on, on the line. Young line I've got. No, to I'm 25 like, Still ah, get you're young, so young player hopefully. It's <laughs> just yeah. So, 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 so <laughs> experienced, and like, so clear-headed. It, it's great, and and you've had a lot of competition as well, mm-hmm. haven't you? I mean, I was thinking this earlier on. But traditionally, historically, Scotland produced a lot of quality back row players. Yeah. Like so many good, and I'm thinking, why is that? And actually, it's probably because we produce a lot of quality back row because of competition you have. And mm-hmm. I was thinking back to kind of some of your age grade stuff. Who was your 20s crop in the back row? Who did you compete with and are you still competing with them now?
1: So my uh, 20s was uh, Matt Ferguson. He yeah. was like eight, so it was like... Blair was in that one, isn't it? Yeah, Blair was yeah. in it. But you were more a
2: six back then, aren't eh? yeah. you? Six? Yeah,
1: mainly six back then, yeah. yeah. I was like second row 18s, but I managed to escape that and pretty out out that was like <laughs> 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 I was like... I trying to tell the coaches, listen, I'm actually too far, I've actually got speed here, so I kinda <laughs> be trapped in here too long. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I, Matt would be eight or six... So then. yeah, and, and was that
2: before because you're older than Kitty Darge and
1: yeah Will. older than Darge. Uh, so my group was like kind of Charlie Shield, Darcy, Blair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Under twenties was good. We came like uh, fifth like mm-hmm. in the Georgia under twenties junior world cup. because yeah.
0: that, that was a, that cool. was John Dl wasn't it? And, it, yeah. and that was mm-hmm. a that's the highest ranking that the yeah. under twenties have had. Uh, and then if you look at what's happened after this weekend with the Scotland national mm. side as well. You've yeah. reached fifth for the second time. Uh, last time I think it was 2018. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'm going to throw it out there, lucky number <laughs> five. <laughs> yeah. there you I'm going to <laughs> Back in the second goal, <laughs> <role, laughs> yeah. we have to uh. talk about the, I mean, the tries and, uh, and the, the excitement that was around that too. We saw your work rate. We covered that at the beginning. But what's it been like in camp when there's been so much excitement, not just in Scotland but around, for example, at Duhans tries. They were spectacular to watch yeah. <laughs> frankly uh you could watch them again and again and again but what's it been like in camp how's he been what's the squad been saying
1: i'm just trying to not uh <laughs> make sure it's not going as, as he'd like <laughs> you know like, but he's saying obviously it's class for him obviously training like edinburgh and you mm-hmm. see him like training and stuff and Babel, you see him do it in training and be able to do that in a big stage it's almost like you do something you do like week in week out but you do it on that kind of platform and then you get all the recognition so it's just great for us like as like a country and like as a player but then as a supporter for scotland as well it's just mm-hmm. it's good for everyone all around so it's
2: proper proper attack it, it used to <laughs> this is going to sound strange but it used to happen quite often where you see tries at like that because joan almost springs to mind for us yeah. there was somebody who was so much bigger and faster and more powerful than everybody else but Professional rugby's meant that actually you, you have fewer people who are physically so far ahead of the other twenty nine in the field. Like it's almost much of a matchness. So to be able to perf- produce that type of performance or instant in, in, a, in a game that's literally mm-hmm. people of physical brilliance and, and, and strength is amazing. But it was a real team effort, mm-hmm. like in terms of past to get in, the, the guys who were working hard to get Back to give an option to be a counter attack, and once he brought the first line, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And yeah, there's people could look at defence of England, but pff, that's attack for me. That's, uh, that's I mean, it was exceptional attack yeah. rather than poor defence.
0: I'm yeah. going for Duhan Van Damme, <laughs> <laughs> just powering <Van Damme laughs> through. <laughs> don't <laughs> uh, tell uh, him that, nice <laughs> <special>. <laughs> you don't get the head bigger. Uh, and then, no, it was, was, it was atti- the attack, was, it was like, it so was. exciting it was to watch.
2: And then, I know, Kenny, within the squad, you, you felt as if as I say you, that's in the squad you could really have done more. And that's mm. that's that's the big thing coming at the camp yeah. for me so far. You felt as if maybe you missed opportunities or didn't create as many opportunities as you wanted to. And there's more to come.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's what we spoke about after the game in terms of the players. Like we were just saying, there's, we've got the win, which is like, which is glass. That's what we came here to do, like job done. But in terms of like the way mm. we play, there's so much more that we can offer and stuff. We're not, we've not played at our best if we went down to Twickenham and, mm-hmm. and won, so. Yeah, it's just obviously training today and stuff. We just know there's more in us, especially if we want to like back up again going into this weekend. So we knew that we know there's more for us.
0: That's a hard thing to do, isn't it? That's the that's yeah. the stumbling block. The, the risk of you know putting the elephant in the room. That's where it gets complicated. Is trying to get the mm. second game, and getting that duck off the back, especially Wales. If we look at our, mm. the, the record with Wales uh, with Gatland as head coach. It doesn't make for the best of reading during his time from, Mm -hmm. what, 2007 to 2018? 18, 19. 19. 19. So if you look at that period, I think it was like 13 tests we won one, but from the squad's perspective, how do you then convert last weekend's success and just focus on, is it as simple as, right, that game's done, full time, whistle, we'll have a wee celebration. You can tell us a wee bit about (laughs) that. Um, And then it's very much focusing on on Wales, are you able to do that after such a big victory?
1: Yeah, in terms of like what we spoke about during the week, we weren't. Everyone knows, like when you're playing those games, everyone knows it's a big occasion, so we didn't. We don't need to kind of beat the drum around that. Like everyone's all like clearly aware of what it means and stuff. So we were just kind of focused on like the task in hand, how we do it, and then as soon as we won, we were like, right, that's a good. It's a good win. Mm-hmm. We've got the result we wanted. There's more we could have done there, we've not played at our best, we've still got the win, so we need to transfer the next week, so it was very much, we know how special like the group is and what we've done, but we know that we need to back up now, so it wasn't too much, was there wasn't any big celebrations of that going on, because we know we, we need to back up this week, and that was in the, the front of our mind straight after the game, that we need to get our recovery stuff done. Like like an essence, you just like straight an ice bath, sitting okay. in an ice bath with that.
0: Do you like an ice bath for you?
1: Aye, yeah, aye. If it's good. Then that it, will help the body feel no. better. I'll yeah. do <laughs> Did you like an ice bath? No. <laughs> no. I uh,
2: I would always argue the argument, and, and I do. I get the science, and if you have if you have knocks and bumps, and at times after an international, you like, yeah, get me in there because I'm so beaten up, I want to prepare for next week. But more often than not, I say, listen, surely the science behind it wasn't. <laughs> Cool down the cool down the surface area to increase the blood flow to flush away the toxins. And I was like, Well, surely if you have a hot bath, you <laughs> heat the surface area. The blood then rushes to cool you down and it takes away the toxins as well. But I was quite <laughs> often told that that's the How worst thing you argue could with possibly that? do. <laughs> I, I was never great in the ice. Mosses in the bubble bath, <laughs> I I mean, was nice. in the bubble bath. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's what it should be. Yeah. I could, I, no, I, was, I hated an ice bath. We've got Enya in the background, background candles. I know. <laughs> exactly. But the, uh, the, the other thing, the other point to the point or the other half of the point you're making caroline is the standard of competition Mm -hmm. the standard of opposition is ridiculous in the six nations and Mm. always has been and i know wales lost last week but they're quality players and through all the games i played in the six nations wales were the team that were able to pull someone extraordinary out of the bag when they wore a red jersey why is it i don't know i've thought for years and as I said before, sometimes Edinburgh play Cardiff one week and almost the same team would play Scotland Wales the next week and it was it was a superhuman effort. Now, other teams can do it as well, but Wales, I think, have that ability when the chips are really down to do it and we're aware of that. National team are aware of that. You can't get lost in that because you have to focus on your own preparation, and get your own bit right. But they do, they've got an ability to fight, haven't they?
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially like going down and playing Cardiff and stuff, you know, mm. they'll hang in there like They'll always find a way, fight like any spell of like a ball or something, they know they've they've got that commitment that they're straight on it. So you don't have any time to take your foot off the gas, you need to stay on top of it, do your basics well and then keep that consistent for the full eighty minutes.
2: And improved in the second half against Ireland.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The 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 they did. They I mean they were blown away in the first twenty 25 minutes, but they're a quality side and we need to be on it. Um and the mindset's there, you can hear it. The physical element has to be there in the in the execution, so it's a big old gig come Saturday afternoon. Uh, eh? I mean
0: BT Murrayfield Stadium as well. We've got sellouts for mm-hmm. Wales, sellouts for Ireland. Italy's a, a, a hair away from being a sellout too. Tickets are t- flying uh. out for that game. What are you looking forward to as a Scot, as somebody who's going to go into battle uh, as you, with a player mindset, as you've said? You know, all going well on on Saturday for involved. What's your mindset in in that sense of the experience of being at BT Murrayfield for a Guinness Six Nations encounter and trying to keep that level head that you've uh, clearly got? Are you are you able to do that? Do you think when there's when you're wearing the thistle at BT Murrayfield?
1: Yeah, the, I think it's all about. Obviously, you get that surge of energy when you're playing like with the for the thistle on your chest, you know that. But it's just about how you like transfer that energy like in, into what I need to do. So in terms of me, obviously. Mm being physical like carrying the ball tackling so instead of kind of being erratic that I've got all this energy it's been like right stay calm but in terms of when there's a collision then then I know I can like exert some of that energy into that and kind of use it in the right way if you use it in the wrong way then you just I'll just be running about like a headless <laughs> chicken <laughs> like, so that's, so that's uh, pretty
0: much what you say, isn't it yeah, that's exactly right. it but yeah
2: part th- the collision but I it's it's so true like you, you can only affect you're you're not in it as a supporter. Well, you are, but yeah. your responsibility is as a player first, and you have to deliver. for the supporters are there, and and to allow yourself to be as accurate as possible, you have to be in it. You have to be on the moment. And no, it's it, it's good to hear. One thing I kind of touched on earlier on. It'd be good to to get your views on as in terms of playing seven, because we said you mm. kind of grew up mainly as a six, cover mm-hmm. all positions. Of the barrow. How much are you loving that that seven that seven role? And do you you say twenty thousand? Would you tackle? More as a seven than you would as a six, and maybe carry more as a six or a seven, or is it just completely dependent on the
1: game? I think it's somewhat dependent. Generally, the sevens will make more tackles yeah. in terms of like if you're the open side of the scrum, you you're get always getting that kind of first breakdown. Yeah. The way we defend off like line outs of sevens yeah. out, off so you're tail. always getting that first collision. So basically, you get to hit bags more often than not. I way, I that's not bad, like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, So, yeah, they're the funner ones, like, but <laughs> you can't guarantee them all the time. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, generally seven's kind of more tackles, but it's dependent on the kind of set strikes we have, yeah. where they want, how they adjust the back row, depending on what kind of bodies you've got there. Uh, and, you, and you find it quite simple to kind of mentally switch between six and seven? Because some people see it as like a kind of
2: real defined role, one or the other, but you seem to be, like I say, a duck to water in terms of whether whichever position you're playing across mm-hmm. the back row.
1: Yeah, I think six, you've got those demands in the line-out, like, mm-hmm. in terms done do it at, like, Edinburgh, like, being a line-out option, uh, so, in terms of if you're at six, you're, like, learning that line-out option, with, well, like, the second O's and all that kind of stuff, seven, you're normally out doing, mm-hmm. like, the carrying around the corner or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's not too much, I think the main difference is six you're doing all the line-outs. Right. Seven, you're generally not in the line-outs, depending on the back row. But it's a lot to digest, eh?
2: Oh, I tell ah. you. And if, it's even worse, I believe, if you're covering the back row, because you're probably covering three or four different positions, you aye, have that's to know, know if, them you're, all.
1: Aye, if, you're, if you're on the bench, <laughs> you need to sometimes learn, like, six. So if, sometimes if like if you're on the bench with Edinburgh, i a bit right, if Jamie comes off, oh. I need to do his role right, so I need to learn six. I'd <laughs> like, right, if, uh, if seven comes off, like if Mish comes off, Right, then I need to know seven. And then it's like if Bill comes off, like, right, then I need to know eight. Then he's like, running about trying to learn all the calls. But. Hey, keeps you young. The model of that, though, so, is make sure your first pick. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
2: well,
0: you certainly put your uh, uh, put your hands up last yeah. weekend for that. In that sense, anyway. Uh-huh. Before we let you go, because you've got a, a lot to to get mm. through this week, keen um, to hear your, what you what you're like in a, a Scotland camp environment. As must alluded to earlier, you've had a lot of years of experience of being in the camp. You've learned a lot in that sense. But mm. what's the other side of you, Luke? What do you enjoy doing? What do you bring to the camp? Are you the table tennis guy? Are you the guy that's standing at the back watching? <laughs> what, do, what do you like to do
1: i just pretty chill there, eh? just like chilled out there's nothing kind of doing one thing like go like go in the team room like have a coffee like catch up the boys and then I just kind of chill there's not much is there in still table of, tennis there's still table tennis Ah, there's table tennis and there's a the darts and stuff but, mostly
0: uh, delighted by that I was worried that we were uh, all it was always it was pool like, it used to be yeah. pool
2: table and then pool got you
0: can't beat table tennis. I know,
2: well, then the table tennis came in because there was folk that were quite good at it, and I wasn't very good at it, so it was quite annoying. <laughs> uh, I, I would be, there's the, a, I would few be boys, a. There's a few boys again. I'd be th- a post supper game of table tennis because all uh. the good folk would be on between tea and before they go to bed, <laughs> and then I'd have a bowl of cereal and get a shot. When you n- you knew your on. lane. Aye, I was.
1: I would never take on the, <laughs> the top gun. So, uh.
0: Would
2: you you a TT player.
1: Nah, it's just I see it gets a little heated after and then after <laughs> training. I'm afters. I'm too I'm too tired of this. I'm just uh, I'll let you boys go at it. So I'll just oh. have a wee coffee and chill out. Like Who are you sharing with?
0: Who are you rooming with? Uh with Rory Uh nah, this time it was
1: good so. nah, he's a good lad. We had a chat had with him on chat. the podcast, yeah really,
0: yeah, nice, yeah. really nice really nice
1: lad. Hi. So it was good sharing with him and then uh when Ben Healy first came in I was sharing with him as well, but Think he was was saying I was snoring so I've been swapped so I think he's booting (laughs) me out
0: and finally after the game on Saturday I just want to hear what was Gregor's message to you in that heat of the moment straight after in that Change in room environment, how did you round off that weekend so that we can get a flavour for what uh, what was said and, and it'll give us a good good insight into what we could look at to this weekend?
1: Just the stuff we we spoke about, like to come down here, like he was mentioned as a player, like how hard it is to do, like not many players can say they go down to Twickenham and win, so it's basically saying like that's great, but that's, that's what's expected with the talent, like in this group, we've been together for a while, so was basically, well done, Like you've stepped up, we've not played our best, we've still got the result, but it was straight on to like, we need to work on that and take it into this week. So there wasn't anything like, enjoy it, but enjoy it by getting everything recovery right. So there was nothing really like, obviously we are celebrating in terms of like, enjoying like getting a few photos and stuff, but in terms of like anything else than that, there wasn't really, it was like on the bus back to the hotel. Making sure recovery's right, everyone's body's all right. Checking my physios, and we know we've got a job to do this weekend. So that was our main main focus going on. Part one, outfit, yeah. It's part,
0: part
2: one. One. <laughs> what,
0: <laughs> one of five to go?
1: Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a tough gig. Like genuinely,
2: Six Nations, the the, the condensed format it makes it really really difficult. And we said before, the standard opposition you're playing every week makes it really really difficult. So it's absolutely the right thing to do. Like you, you face the challenges ahead of you. You overcome it, and then you know, as quick as possible, move on. And yeah, there's a final week following the game uh, against against Wales, but that's um, that's needed as well because there will be a few battered bodies come Saturday night. And we like uh. the
0: odds. the The odd years we like, we get three home tests. Mm. Lots to look forward to at BT Murrayfield. All the very best against Wales this weekend. Luke, thanks Cheers. for your time. And I, don't, I was going to say we might be we might be blocking you between going to table tennis, but I don't know no. if we will. <laughs> nah, I'll be taking it easy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> training,
1: training tomorrow as well. Yeah. So what kind of table tennis tires you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you, ah, know, must you, you said it. Ah, I saw the tacos on you know, his shoulders wow, a
1: bit wow, sore. Well, you know tired I mean? before he got into table tennis. Sorry, I, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Marcy, I thought the table Marcy, tennis you, was, tiring. <laughs> <you> <laughs> was tiring. You, <laughs> you <laughs> haven't played table tennis at the players' house, I can ah, tell you that much right
0: not. now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Thanks, guys.
2: The Guinness Six Nations is back for 2023. Tickets for Scotland's first two home games against Wales and Ireland sold out in record time, but there's still some tickets left for Scotland's final fixture against Italy at BT Murrayfield on Saturday the 18th of March kick off 12:30 p.m. Get your tickets now to secure your seat and kickstart Super Saturday at BT Murrayfield. Visit scottishrugby.org for ticket information. There's nothing like being there.
0: Well, we're joined now on the official Scottish Rugby podcast with Scotland Under 20s, Rudy Brown. Rudy, oof, you put in some shift at the weekend. Talk us through what was an incredible game of rugby. What was it like for you?
3: Um, it was a brilliant experience. Like a really tough fought game. Um, it was building up to it. We we're all really looking forward to it. It was a game that I've been looking at like, personally for a while. Um, and we got into the game, a game. Bit of shell shock in the beginning know, like the, the pace and the physicality of England. It took us a wee while to sort of um, get used to that. But once we got points on the board and started to get in the flow of it, um, we really fought hard. And that was a big thing in the build that was fighting for every inch. That was sort of our mantra building up. And I thought that we put on a really good display and um, we should be proud of what we've done. Um, but alongside that, we still lost. and It still hurts. So we're really looking forward to the next game against Wales.
2: Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a tough start, and even although I think it was within three minutes, wasn't it the, the first try? There was elements of it, sound a wee bit defeatist, but there was elements of really good defence within mm. that first phase. I mean, it was, it was you know proper full on to start with, and then he fell behind, and then you know I think you were the only one with professional rugby experience against a team full of professional rugby experience, so it's a tough challenge anyway. But the way he responded to the poor start underlines you know the strength of the squad, I think. What were the messages in the field? What you know, Was it shell shock or was it actually, you know what, we've nothing to lose? Or was it kind of clear, clarity, pieces of information that you just got yourself to grow back into the game?
3: Um, it was a bit of everything, really. Like we, you know, I think it was all three of them came from a poor kickoff receipt. Yeah. Um, so obviously we had some clear messages on how to fix that, which eventually we did. Um, and also at the same time, we we had a game plan. We stopped it and... Um, we just believed, we knew that we could do it from, even when Harris scored, it was like inspiration for us that, right, we can do this. And then, um, yeah, and then it just clicked.
0: It was also your try on the half hour mark though, that, that did we did see a shift in momentum there too. And then it was what, about 26 unanswered points until, I mean, if it was a game that, that finished at 70 minutes or uh, certainly 68, then it would have been a very different outcome, but that was a long period of time with from you know for an unanswered uh, score line there.
3: Yeah, it was just momentum was our way, and as I said, it was our mentality. We were just fighting and fighting, um, and uh, for that twenty-six minute, I think we just had a, a bigger heart than England. There, we just wanted it more, um, and then towards the end, they, they kind of came back in it when we took them over it was a bit of a rocket rocket at the backside for them, and I think that's when they sort of switched. So
2: the uh, the try you scored set piece play from a line out. Has it worked as well as that in training?
3: <laughs> um not quite like that in training, but if you've got to give it to Johnny Morris, it was a, a brilliant break from him. He beat about three players um, and then pretty easy for me to be honest. I just caught the ball and I had to put it down so
2: I know like but we've seen often I've been invo- involved in a lot of games where line blakes haven't ended up in tries so if, you know to be there to be you change your line get support play and fight through and, and finish off the pace you did was excellent and as you say Harris's try before that gave you real belief as well so and you've had more time together as a squad than than uh, maybe the previous couple of years obviously Covid has a big effect in this age group in terms of the the number of kind of menace you've been maybe been exposed to be it you know, regional mm-hmm. rugby or club rugby, regional rugby, international rugby. But that time together you've had since December, you've played Edinburgh back up, played Glasgow back back up. You had a hit out against each other. You would have taken a lot from that preparation, especially when you you went down early against England.
3: Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, the obviously the games together help, but even just being in camp with all the boys, like um, now we're like all really good mates. We all know each other. we uh, we understand each other and I think that really helps when you get on the pitch so it's been
0: really good Rudy you're also I mean you're what 19 now uh, you you are at an age where there's got to be a bit of balance you're forging a, an incredible career for yourself here you're getting getting the, the experience with Edinburgh and with Southern Knights but you are 19 do you manage to get a bit of balance in terms of having, having a wee bit of fun but also obviously you've got pure commitment to your career <laughs> too
3: <laughs> yeah I'm um, Obviously, I'm dedicated to rugby, but at the same time, I know that sometimes you've got to enjoy yourself. So um, I've got some really good schoolmates um, from Mertis then and even from home when I was young. But uh, when I get a bit of time off, I'll go down and see them. So, yeah.
2: That's all you're getting. You're not getting the secrets (laughs) of what it's like to be a fun 19-year-old We've got a saying Uh,
0: in Fife, Rudy. It's shy Bairns (laughs) getting his sweeties. I did try. Yeah,
2: The Six Nations, as you know, moves quickly and, you know, you're already into preparation for Wales, uh, Scots, I mean, it's a great venue to play. Have you, well, you played at Scotson in the, the warm-up game, didn't you, a couple of weeks ago?
3: Yeah, I have played at Scotland in, a, like, last year in an under-20s Edinburgh versus Glasgow game and then also in that, um, that warm-up wow. game, so I'm really looking forward to it and hopefully there'll be a big crowd there that can make a good atmosphere, so... No,
2: nah, it will be. But you know the challenge with Wales as well. They lost their opening game. I mean, the games were all really close. Yeah. Was a point between Italy and France. There was a score, you know, for most of the game between Ireland and Wales.
0: What a tournament that's turning out to be.
2: How, well, how hard have you looked at Wales? Um, and, and, you know, what, what can we expect from the, uh, from the, the home side this weekend for, in terms of how you're going to take on Wales? Um,
3: yeah, we've had a good look at Wales coming up. Um, from us, from the forward, we want to sort of be really dominant. And get that front football and close them down in attack. I'm I'm sure you've seen some of the tries they've scored. Yeah, they play a really expansive brand of rugby and they've got some good backs. So hopefully we can get up and uh, hit them hard and shut them down.
2: I was thinking that all the games are quite similar were, in mm-hmm. terms of you know high scoring, mm-hmm. um, but the, the attack Tight. seems to be like a mindset to attack in the 20s Championship so far in all games, and especially the way or some of the tries that we've we'll scored. But um, that that's how you like to attack as well, do you? And you had to play in the, the scores that you know Scotland picked up, so it should be a cracker, eh?
0: That smile on his face, oh, no. do you see? <laughs> Hopefully
3: not too much kick tennis because that just feels like shower runs to me. <laughs>
2: Is that the most tired thing? I often often worry about the, the big lads up front when the the mindset when the kick tennis starts. <laughs> it, it, you you can't really stand still. You have to keep going back and forward, eh? Yeah, it's a bit brutal. It,
3: it happened a few times against England, but you just got to get your head down and uh, hope that something exciting kicks off.
0: I'm sure well you've teed that up perfectly Rudy lovely to catch up with you all the very best for Friday night that's 7.15 kickoff at Scotland at Scotland 7.15 kickoff at Scottston Stadium uh, all the best for the game Rudy thank Cheers. you very much guys Cheers. go well Rudy well that's it from Mossy and I for this week we'll be back again next week on the official Scottish Rugby podcast until then keep across the latest news and content via Scottish Rugby's social media channels